welcome back to episode 17 of the Defending Magic Podcast. I am your host, John Patrick Wilson, and as always, this show is brought to you by the Hook Creative Media and Entertainment Company, CMEC for short. Make sure to check out Hook on all of the major social media platforms, and make sure to follow the Defending Magic Podcast Instagram page at Defending Magic. So probably the biggest news of the week in the theme park world was the Disney Skyliner collision that caused some broken glass and some relatively major transportation backups for about an hour. Luckily, no one was hurt as no one was riding in the gondolas that were involved. The collision occurred at the Hollywood Studio Skyliner station. So this is not the first occurrence of such an event, and the Skyliners have had their fair share of what we can call hiccups since they were ruled out, you know, but I did find this to be an interesting case study of sorts in showing how global security and intelligence efforts transcend across multiple business units and can become involved in, you know, operations that typically people would not associate them with. So obviously first there is the safety component here. While security teams typically are not the ones tasked with the day-to-day uh, safety work, and those usually like fall on like engineering or other teams to technically work on, security teams play a vital role in working with those teams to ensure appropriate safety and security policies and procedures are being followed. I will get into some of the you know the causes in a bit. I will get into some of the causes in a bit, but. I will continue to show how like the intelligence teams factor into this. But let's first set the stage for the intel teams and how they can be helping here. It did not take long for Disney fan accounts on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, you know, and those Disney communities that exist on there, to essentially blow up the story with some some accounts taking particularly generous liberal uh, generous liberties, that is, with their reporting of the incident. When I first saw some of the mentions, it made it sound like the gondolas were falling from the sky. Obviously, this was not the case, but you can see how, in the information age, viral narratives can spread so quickly and potentially cause significant damage to one's brand reputation, which in turn negatively impacts the business financially. Disney, unfortunately, did not release a statement until the following morning in which they clarified that no one was hurt in the incident, but they didn't really mention any other you know, sp- specific details beyond that. Now, going back to the night of the incident, it was quickly apparent that it was gaining traction online and global intelligence teams are typically monitoring sentiment relating to their company. A review of the sentiment online and the viral nature of it likely could have led to intelligence teams suggesting to like the PR team to, hey, we need to get ahead of this and identify, you know, make a statement to probably tonight instead of wait until tomorrow. This would have allowed Disney to much more quickly counter point-for-point point misleading information or just straight-up misinformation or disinformation related to the event. And this is not unique necessarily to this particular case, but a lot of companies need to be doing a better job at essentially looking at information campaigns the same as governments look at them you know, trying to address them in similar matters, really. Now, while it is true that sometimes the best thing to do is wait, in a circumstance really where no one's hurt, it is typically going to be for the best to try to get ahead of the narrative circulating on the internet. 
But yeah, going back to like the actual cause of the incident, I, my understanding though is that it was human error, um, and that kind of goes back to security teams working with the safety teams at the parks, resorts, everything, and kind of making sure that everybody's well aware of the proper policies and procedures, and kind of coordinating with those safety teams to make sure that everybody's being trained properly and nobody is kind of. No one is kind of taking shortcuts in order to, you know, speed up their job or whatever the case might be. In other news, the Disney Magic Mobile app, which is set to replace the Magic Bands, has now expanded to work on Android devices. Previously, it only being uh, it had only been rolled out on Apple devices. As I've said before, I'm watching that rollout with great interest from a cybersecurity and data privacy standpoint. In the non-Orlando slash uh, Hollywood theme park news, Six Flags Great America in Illinois reopened last weekend at 25, 25% capacity based on Illinois state guidelines, and the limited opening appears to have gone smooth, you know, at, well, I should say as smooth as possible with a decent turnout as well. This week, I'm going to introduce the concept of due diligence from the perspective of the hospitality and entertainment industry. But really, a lot of the concepts applicable to due diligence are really applicable uh, across global security work in general. So what is it? The Webster Dictionary provides two definitions of due diligence, one from a legal standpoint and one from a business concentration standpoint. From the legal side... The dictionary defines it as the care that a reasonable person exercises to avoid harm to other persons or their property. The business definition is research and analysis of a company or organization done in preparation for a business transaction, such as a corporate merger or purchase of securities. Basically, it comes down to researching specific entities to identify potential issues, uh, this is done for a variety of reasons, including people or companies your business is considering doing business with, or it's about to enter into business with, uh, like they've already had that deal kind of hashed out. But why, you might ask, is this necessary? Well, if a company has a track record, say, of intellectual property theft or has connections to various controversial, controversial figures, would you not want to know about that prior to being locked into a business agreement with them. But there are, you know, there are different types of due diligence products ranging in detail with some requests for due diligence being broad and comprehensive in scope, while others are tailored a bit more to look at particular sets of controversial types of activities. Decisions on how far to go with research are often based on the particular risk threshold, if you will, of the company that you're working for or the client that specifically asked for the information. Plus, you know, time constraints on the research itself may factor into how comprehensive the due diligence will be or really can be. So where do you begin? Well, as with investigating anything, you should be open enough to let the facts of the matter lead your efforts. There are some things that are pretty universal that you're going to want to hit on, with pretty much any and all due diligence type requests. As was previously mentioned, does the company or person have a past negative history in terms of intellectual property violations? 
does the company have a history of sanctions-related violations? For those unaware, or not totally sure what sanctions are, back to the dictionary, where it defines them as an economic or military coercive measure adopted usually by several nations in concert for forcing a for forcing a nation violating international law to desist or yield adjudication. It's an interesting, very lawyery definition. Basically, that means from our end that some companies are not permitted to engage in select business activities or else they will be subject to penalties. Some companies willfully or negligently defy sanctions and hence can face significant punishment. Conducting business with those companies or people can lead to your company being subjected to fines or other punishments. Once again, you ideally are going to want to know about that history of, you know, would-be business partners prior to actually working with them. But moving on from sanctions, is there a past history of criminal or civil issues? Uh, this can range from any type of criminal activity and all the way to things to like, to things like labor law or employee rights violations. Speaking of labor law violations, does the company have ongoing issues with unions or other labor movement type groups? While this may not be a deal breaker per se, it could potentially tell your business stakeholders that the supply chain of that company may have security issues as they may be more prone to disruptions due to protests. And if the company has issues with unions, it is fair to assess the potential risk that they may experience other labor-related issues which could be damaging like I said, their supply chain, and simply just being in business with them or just related to them could be significantly damaging for your brand's reputation. Before all is said and done, you're going to want to also do some digging on business leaders. You want to identify the leaders of the business and do some digging on them as well. Uh, As leaders of said business, they are representatives of that enterprise as a whole, And any controversies relating to them could reflect poorly on your company's decision to do business with them. Now, depending how far you want to go with the research or how far you have been instructed to go, you can look at other issues like the market industry that they're in, uh, if they're exposed to any particular types of risk because of that, such as like select real estate uh, types are really at risk to money laundering. And this could be noteworthy depending on the matter at hand. Another key issue to take a look at is online sentiment, and that's a growing thing that uh, more and more Intel teams are focusing on. In the age of social media, it is so easy to go online and search for positive and negative sentiment about companies. Uh, employees, you know, bad-mouthing their employer may be simply a disgruntled employee, but here and there, you do find something that may legitimately point to a larger issue that you know, may have not been official, may have not officially risen to the public surface about the company just yet, but that's you know potentially something that your uh, business stakeholders are going to want to know about. So, in the hospitality and entertainment industries, obviously there's a lot of contracting work that happens, uh, or you hire third parties to design, say, a ride system, or third parties to help with you know backgrounds animation on a series or there's so many companies that you're doing business with or even like contracting out to you know you know you might even you know contract out for housekeeping efforts or something like that you're gonna want 
to do significant due diligence on all of these companies that you're getting involved with because once they're associated with your brand, if they do something wrong or there's something bad in their background, it's going to reflect poorly on your company as well. But that's going to be it for this week's uh, kind of summary on due diligence. I think I have a couple or a few weeks here straight of guests coming up. But as always, we are so fortunate to be brought to you by the McKenzie Travel Company. Traveling anywhere in the world, literally anywhere, the McKenzie Travel Company can help you book your trip. Uh, make sure to check them out at mckenzietravelcompany.com. You can call them at 407-708-3620. As always, I will have all of their information in the podcast description below. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Make sure to go check out the Defending Magic Instagram page at Defending Magic, and I will chat with you guys next week.